Welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5, a podcast created to celebrate the strength and power of seasoned women as they navigate through the challenges of their everyday life. Join us as we sit around the table with our coffee and English muffins and share our insights and wisdom gained from personal experiences, life lessons, and sometimes a good old-fashioned knock upside the head on a mixed bag of topics related to self-love, empowerment, and living with purpose on purpose. My name is Miss D, and joining me at the table are my sister queens, Lisa Renee and Darlene West. We have room at the table for you, so pull up a chair and join us. Well, welcome to another episode with Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. My name is Lisa Renee out of Georgia, and I will be your host for our discussion today. And joining me at the table this morning, we have our sister queen, Miss Darlene West out of Ohio. Miss Darlene is a well-established, gifted dance dancer and instructor in her community. She also is the co-author of Finding Your Voice by Linda Ellis Eastman, CEO of the Professional Women Network, an exceptional book written by 27 contributing authors that focuses on helping women gain confidence to live the life they deserve. Good morning, Ms. Darlene, and welcome to the table. Well, good morning, Ms. Lisa. Thank you very much. And also joining us at the table this morning out of Georgia is our sister queen, Deidre Gilliam. Ms. D is a woman of service, and as the CEO of Visual Ventures, she is the picture that pours out to others as she instructs women how to create a vision for their lives and a course for their future through vision board workshops. Good morning, Ms. D, and welcome to the table. Good morning, Lisa Renee. Thank you. I am so glad to be at the table this morning. Okay, so before we get started, uh, Ms. D, can I have you bless the table this morning? Yes. Lord, I just want to thank you for waking us up this morning and giving us another opportunity to walk in your way. We are so grateful, Lord, for the grace that you have bestowed upon our lives. Thank you for blessing our household. Thank you for protecting and covering our loved ones, Father God, and giving us peace in our hearts. We thank you for allowing us to join together at the table this morning as we share insights and wisdom, Lord, and impartations. Thank you for blessing the, the words of, of, of our moderator and for blessing each of us, Lord, as we come together to glorify your name. Amen. 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 And thank you for that blessing. Okay, Queens. We are still peeling back the layers on this relationship resource, and we are discussing the confidence in asking for help this week. That is where our focus is. That's our topic this week. And on our last episode, we kicked it off with some great dialogue on what does it mean to ask for help. And... Also, that most successful people in business and in life have mastered the art of asking for help. So we had an accountability task. And that accountability task was think about your passion, think about your purpose, and where, you know, where you're still growing and where there may be some weaknesses. And in what way can you ask for help with the confidence it will lead to success? Because we said successful people in business, in life, and in life, 
master the art of asking. So in what way can you ask for help with the confidence you know it will lead to success? And I want to start with you, Ms. Darlene. Well, thank you. To decide to ask for help, when you come from a time or era where you did not ask for help, you learn very well to choose the people that you ask. You just don't frivolously ask anybody to assist you. So right now I'm working on my finances. So I have a young lady in my life, that's all she does all day long is work with finances. So she has helped me understand more about saving money, growing money, and how to utilize your money uh, properly when you're going to make purchases. I want to buy a house. Mm. That is going to be my next goal. But my house might not be a house house. It might be a condo. If I can find one that fits my budget, if I can find one within a, uh, like a community type, that would probably fit better for me because being in those type of communities, they do everything for you on the outside, you know, shovel your snow, cut your grass. So those things I don't have to worry about. All I need to do is enjoy my journey. Mm. But the biggest thing about it is understanding finances. Where are you in your finance? Do you have finances? What is your credit rating? You know, a FICO score. Those things are important. But if I didn't have her in my life at this particular time and point, I wouldn't understand it. Mm. I wouldn't work for it because the other people around me wouldn't know. Oh, they would just say, oh, that's a great idea. Go for it. But if you don't know how to go for it to gain what you're seeking, then you won't be successful. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so – you know what, Ms. Darlene, and a lot of people don't look at that. And thank you for even bringing that even to my attention because that's one of my passions as well. I have been in uh, a transition probably for the last uh, year, yeah, for the last year, and that is that is definitely my passion to be homeowner again. And I love how you have stepped out and have asked someone for help for financial literacy. And financial literacy is so important, and it, it lacks, it's, it's, it's horrible to say, but it really lacks in our community. We, we want these things. We, we want to get these things. And, and you see people all the time, you know, they, they have thirty and 40000 or above dollar cars, but they're still renting. And it's really because of, not because they desire to just rent, but it's a lack of financial literacy. They don't know. We don't know that what we should ask for help in. We feel like we got it. And I love how you, you said, you know what, at this time in my life, that is what I want to do. And now I'm weighing the odds. Maybe it won't be a house. Maybe it will be a condo. But the fact of the matter is your passion is for ownership, and you're taking those steps 
for financial literacy to make sure that you understand the process and you understand your finances and it won't be a hardship because you also shared with us that you'll soon be retiring. And so that, that is wonderful. And that will lead to success. That will lead to a successful retirement, being comfortable, having home ownership. People need to know you're never too old. You're never too old to, to go for your passion. And if your passion is to have home ownership, then you should take those necessary steps of asking for help because not asking for help is counterproductive, as we learned yesterday. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Ms. D., in what way can you ask for help with the confidence it would lead to success as it relates to your passions? Well, I just wanted to, to comment uh, on what Ms. Darlene said, and that is the difference between living in Georgia and living in Ohio because it is important to be in a space where you know they'll take care of shoveling the snow. <laughs> That is the difference. That is, that is definitely something to consider, Miss Darlene. I love that. I love that. So in in, in my case, um, my passion is my visual ventures, ladies, as, as you know. And when I made the decision to, to walk in this purpose and, and take these workshops from my living room, to a bigger stage um, and put them out in the atmosphere, which involves me, you know, renting a space and, 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 and you know, just really um, taking my vision and, and being able to bring others into that vision. This is something that I have vowed to do, whether I have a room full of people or whether I have just one person. And I have also made the commitment to regularly hold these workshops. So I try to do one, you know, one, once a month or once every, every few months because this is what I am purpose to do. I know that, that, that Visual Ventures is a way for me to help women overcome their brokenness by allowing them to create visual affirmations for their life. Now, in walking, uh, or while walking in this purpose, after my last workshop, which was just this weekend, I realized that I needed help in promoting these workshops. And I hope that's the right word I'm using. I needed help in making people aware of my workshop and not so that I can get more people to come to them, quite honestly. That's, that's just the, the, the short version. I want more women to attend these workshops. I need help directing traffic to these workshops. So for me, I know that I need to reach out to a person or to individuals who are successful in using different uh, methods to expose what it is that they do to other people to generate interest. So for me, once I recognized and was able to say out loud, 
Deidre, you need help because you are not getting the results you want, then I felt as if, you know, I felt as if a, a burden were lifted. I, I you know, it, it, it allowed me, being able to say that out loud, I, I, it may sound weird, but I was excited by that. I was excited by the fact that I was going to be able to look for resources that could help me expose more people to visual ventures. So, and, and, and it did build my confidence. I did not feel defeated or I did not feel ashamed or I did not feel as if I were lacking. I was excited for the opportunity and I was excited with this knowledge that reaching out to people who were successful in using social media to, to make others aware of their passion, this same action was going to happen for visual ventures. So asking for help, recognizing that I needed help, and then throwing out a lifeline for assistance, I know that this will only be something another avenue for visual ventures to be successful. Absolutely. And I hear the confidence in your voice. I hear the difference when you're speaking about it. So I so this just came to mind to me. I think especially when you have a venture that you're working on and, and I don't know if if you ever experienced this. But for one, the devil is always out to offend you. Let's just put that out there. Always out to offend you however way he can, and especially when it comes down to your vision and your purpose. When the Lord gives you a vision, if it's not bigger than who you are, it ain't from the Lord. I remember T.D. Jake saying that. If it doesn't knock you off your feet and you say, where do I start, where do I begin, it wasn't from him. If you, if, if you get a vision and you are the expert in it and you know what to do and how to do it and don't need anybody's help, you, what is it? You, you're the uh, you're the wind, not the scent. <laughs> okay. So, what happens a lot of times is when we do reach out. A lot of times we're not reaching out for help. Sometimes we're reaching out to share or approval, and you'll you'll say it to this person, and this person serves no purpose except for an ear. But then they give their two cents. And, or you share it with someone and next thing you know, they're taking a, a version of your vision and trying to do it themselves. And I think that's why a lot of people just kind of reserve where they're going in their vision because of the fear of theft uh, or the fear of rejection or somebody saying, that doesn't sound like a great idea. It's all of those different elements that, that – that play a part in us not asking for help. We don't realize that when the Lord gives us a vision, we're not the expert. And a lot of times we're not recreating the wheel either. There is somebody somewhere that is doing something similar to what you are doing, but everyone has their own hook. I didn't create 
uh, um, paint parties. Paint parties have been around. Matter of fact, when I had launched One Sister to Another back in 2012, I launched it at a sip and paint location. It was the first time I had ever uh, sat down and did a sip and paint. It was a great idea for me to launch, uh, and I had never really picked up a brush again since that time. So it wasn't like I got that aha moment when I went and said, you know, hey, this is something I want to do. It was years later that uh, this epiphany or this vision had came to me about starting a, 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 a mobile paint party franchise. But there's experts out there, and the problem, and, and um, thank you for transparency, Deidre, the problem that we do is that we we hold on tight to this vision and our hook, and, and we just try to find our way through the dark. That's what happens, and it slows up the process. But I love to hear your confidence in saying, hey, I need help in driving traffic. I need help in exposure. I feel the same way when it comes down to near abstract. And I have to think about recently a new mobile paint party artist reached out to me. And I'm going to be very transparent here. The first thing I thought of, and I'm almost ashamed to say that, is I better not tell her too much about how I do things because then she's going to do it. And she's going to, you know, steal, steal, my, steal my, uh, my, not my vision, but how I do things. So I better be mm -hmm. very careful about how much I share with her. And I'm very ashamed to say that. When I got on the phone with her, she was just she was just in so much joy and she was so appreciative. Oh my God, I looked at your art. I, I cannot believe, you know, that you've only been doing this for a year and I just want to just I, I just I just want to just soak you dry, just whatever you're willing to share with me because I'm having a challenge here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and before you know it I was flowing like a river and just just sharing with her. And, and oh, I never thought about that. Oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing that? Well, what about this? Well, how is your technique on this? How do you do this? And one thing that I didn't want to share with someone of a technique I did, I shared with her. And I felt no regret. And I just seen her uh, on social media do a paint party with a couple of people, and some of the things that I shared with her, I can tell that it helped. And I said, wow, I should have enough nerve to do what she did. And where would right. I be at this time? Just in that little conversation, I saw some success and growth. So I've been I've been hitting the pavement for a year now. If I would have had enough courage as she did to reach out to someone that was better than me, because people who want to learn how to, uh, I think that's Magic Johnson or one of the basketball players said, I've always played against someone who was better than me, and that is the way you grow and you learn. Well, and she was definitely. Uh, it sounds like she understands what it means uh, to use relationships as a resource. Absolutely. And, being, mm -hmm, and not being afraid to 
it's just like Mr. Arlene said earlier, she is working with a woman who all she does is work in financial uh, in the financial area. She went straight to the expert to help her achieve her goals. And it sounds like this young lady, in her mind, she came straight to the expert, you, to, uh, to help her reach her goals. Absolutely. And there's nothing to be ashamed for, ashamed of uh, in, in your reaction. I mean, because I think that is a natural reaction. That is a natural reaction. And I feel like when I first reached out to uh, an artist when I was given the vision, uh, and I wasn't given the vision the way I wanted to take it and run, um, but I felt like, oh, okay, well, I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to paint. Let me find someone. And I did the same thing. I reached out to someone. I was excited about this. And in first reaction, she was, but I, I really feel like at that moment, it was that take back, like, I can do all of this, and she can kind of run with my passion. Mm, I don't think I'm going to do that, you know, I mean, and, and that's the problem, that's the problem sometimes, is you'll ask for help, but it's the, on on the other side, you know, it may not be receptive, you know, um, and so that leads us to our focus today. Our focus, is a, our focus today is about asking for help. How is it responsible? So there, there was uh, a definition that we had looked at yesterday. Um, it said, not asking for help is counterproductive, and asking for help is responsible to yourself and others. So of course, you know, we always have to dig in and see what, what do they say about responsibility. Responsibility is consciously making, consciously make a decision, conduct behaviors that seek to improve self and help others, one that accepts the consequences of he or of she or he's, his own actions and decisions. So I'll say that again. Consciously make decisions is being responsible, conduct behaviors that seek to improve self and help others, one that accepts the consequences, and I'll just say of her, of her own actions and decisions. It also, um, it also says, okay, so I'm losing my place here. It also says um, that it's, it's a duty or obligation to satisfactorily perform and has a consequent penalty for failure. Mm. So let's, let's first look at how responsibility has, uh, has been in our asking for help. So I pose a question. Pose a question here. How does responsibility play as a key factor in asking for help that ultimately leads ultimately leads to success. So that question is not just based on you. So I, I gave an example yesterday of someone coming to you knowing that you're in financial restraints. And Ms. Ms. Um, Darlene had spoke this morning about going to an expert about finances. So that would have been irresponsible of her to go to, uh, I don't know, maybe her friend Susie, who she knows uh, owns a home but struggles to pay the mortgage or got a mortgage that 
is beyond her means. That wouldn't make sense. That would be irresponsible for, go to, for her to go to her and say, hey, I know you own a house, and uh, I want to know what I need to do to, to get home ownership. So that is an ir- that's irresponsible. So I just want to open the table. How does responsibility play as a key factor in asking for help that ultimately would lead to success? And I'm going to start with you, Ms. D, because we had some conversation yesterday, um, and you had expressed some things to me um, that I thought was a really, really good point. Well, I I believe that hmm, we do have a responsibility uh, when we ask for help. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a responsibility, and I think about what Ms. Darlene said, of knowing who is the resource that you can go to. So being aware of who's going to add value to your request who's going to be able to fulfill your request, who you're going to be able to gain insight and, and wisdom from. And when we show up in that request, we are responsible for how we have conducted ourselves previously. And, and, and here's what I mean by that. Have we presented ourselves as someone reliable? Have we presented ourselves as someone who uh, is going to uh, honor, uh, you know, the person that they're asking for help from? Are they going to follow through? You know, are they going to be uh, consistent in their behavior towards that individual? And and by way of an example relative to what we were talking about yesterday, uh, and, and this, is, uh, this, is, this is an example that I'm sure uh, some of us, uh, or, or that all of us rather, have, have been familiar with at one point in time or, in, or another. If I ask someone for $10 and they give me that $10, then I am responsible for paying that individual back back that $10. So I am conducting myself in a responsible way. I told the person I would pay them back by such and such date. I honor them and I honor the commitment I made to them by taking the action to pay that money back. So that if I have to go back and ask that individual for another $10, because I was responsible in my actions and paying them back, then that person can trust that I can do this favor for them because they are going to honor our commitment and pay back the money. However, if I borrowed $10 from this individual and, and, and I was irresponsible by not honoring the commitment to pay this person back, whether I was ducking and dodging them or came up with an excuse every time they asked for their money, then my behavior has shown that I am irresponsible. And I am not someone that should go or can go back to this individual uh, for assistance. So if I come back to them a second time, of course they're going to say no based on how I showed up previously. So All of that to say that we have a responsibility. I have a responsibility such that when I go to somebody as a resource, no matter what that uh, need is or that request is, how I conduct myself in that interaction or in that exchange is going to determine how successful I am in meeting my goals. 
Absolutely. And you just said a duty or obligation to satisfactorily perform, and it has a consequent penalty for the failure. And that's the consequent. The consequent is you've lost that person as a, as a relationship resource. You may not have lost the relationship, but as a resource, that has now been damaged. And that even that even happens when someone wants to um, – Someone wants to invest in your vision, and I'm not talking financial. I'm talking about the support. But then they come, and, and this, is, this has been, this has been uh, my experience. People are, hey, yes, they're rooting you on, they're cheering you on, they're supporting you, and then uh, next week they say, hey, well, when is the next time you're doing that? Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Really? Well, I mean, why? Eh, you know. But then you come around again, and, and, and I have to say, you know, y'all know how many uh, network marketing companies I've been in. Hey, I found a new one. Yeah, mm, yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> because that is the same thing. E- e- even when it doesn't, you know, involve money, it also involves when you're asking people for help and you want to support, I'm not saying that you have to stay in something that you say is not a fit, but you have to think about what the consequences are. There has to be a responsibility when, you know, when you're going. It has, to, it has to work both ways, and it says that it's responsible to yourself and to others. Real quick, Ms. Darlene, your take uh, on that question, and let me just repeat it, um, you know, the question is, how does responsibility play as a key factor in asking for help that ultimately leads to success? Well, Ms. Lisa, as I was listening to Ms. D, I was thinking about when you go and ask for help, you have to be ready to go to the next point. Mm. You can ask for the details of what you should be doing, but you got to put it into action. Mm. Like, excuse me, like I was telling you, when I went to this young lady, she was helping me with my resources. Well, she was teaching me how to save. I didn't know how to save. I was spending everything out of my paycheck and not saving anything. And so she was teaching me. So as she was giving me the advice, I put it into action. Getting advice is great, but if you don't put it into action and follow it all the way through, it's like not doing anything at all. You just ask. Mm -hmm. You weren't really, were you really serious about that? Because when you start talking about not having a certain amount of money in your paycheck, that you might have had a month ago, you're going to like, oh, I'm not going to have enough to survive. But technically you do because if it's not there, you don't think about it. You're going to like, oh, this is what I'm working with? Oh, okay. So she was psychologically helping me to understand, darling, you can achieve anything you want financially. You just have to put it in a perspective that you can work with little bit by little bit. I didn't make a drastic change. I just did small things over a period of time, and then the next six months I increased it. The next six months I kept increasing my savings. And so now I I, I save at least out of my um, 
regjet at least $200 out of my regular paycheck going into mm-hmm. my investments. So I didn't know how to do that at first. Wow. But little bit, little bit, and I stuck with it. And so it it blossomed and it grew. It was success. And so now I understand whatever I want to do financially, if I say I want to say something, you sit down, you make your plan, and go into action. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that is that is so, <laughs> you know, that reminds me of um, it, you, we had uh, – that topic, what's in your wallet? Do y'all remember that way back when? Yes, yes. <laughs> what's in your wallet? And we probably need to revisit uh-huh. that. So that's that's good stuff, Miss Darlene. That is that is right. good stuff. Um, especially, I'm sorry, especially the point about the follow through mm-hmm. because that is so key right there. Because if I go to somebody and say, "Hey, can you show me how to make a box?" or you know, can you show me, in this case, Ms. Darling, can you show me how to save money? And if a person, that resource that you're going to takes the time to share what, it, what their expertise is, and, and, and that's, a, that's a, a commitment for them, and then you don't act on any of those recommendations or those suggestions, then in that behavior, you're not honoring that person and, and what they have given to you. So, people will leave as a result of that as well. So they'll be like, well, I'm not going to share any knowledge with them because, you know, I told them what to do. I suggested or recommended, and they're mm-hmm. not, you know, they're not taking it seriously. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That, that I heard that yesterday. I think I was listening to uh, Patrice Washington, and she said it's not about the resolution. It's about the results. So you already know what you need to do, but, what have you done? So it's not, mm-hmm. oh, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, I need to do this. I need to save. Girl, I need to save. You know, I need to be able to put something away. So that's the resolution. We already know. What about the results? The results is what counts, and that's what uh, Ms. Mm-hmm. DJ said. It's about the follow-through. It's about the showing up, and that's the responsibility. And responsibility and acting is about, yourself and to others, it's a twofold. It's a twofold. When you go and, like Deidre said, and you go and you ask for this, you have to be responsible in the follow-through, and even the recipient on the other end, they have to be responsible. I've gotten to the point, and I think uh, I shared this with Deidre, that if you can't give it away, you can't lend it. Because you always, that's the responsible on the other side. If you can't afford to give it away, you can't lend it. Because anything can happen. And I have lost relationships from lending what I couldn't give away and something happened, a hardship happened in them returning it. And there was, and that that damaged the relationship. It completely damaged the relationship, and it wasn't that they intended not to give it back, but then something else had came up that, you know, that, that, you know, they lost their job, whatever the reason was, but now it put a bit of taste because I wasn't being responsible. You know, I couldn't afford to give it, but out of being irresponsible and, 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 you know, 
feeling obligated. I think sometimes that happens. Ob- feeling obligated comes in instead of responsibility and you do something that you couldn't afford to do. And it's not always about money. It could be about your time. It could be about whatever you could not uh, give away and you did and then it caused a hardship on both ends because now that person is feeling bad that they uh, couldn't follow through and you're feeling bad that, you know, you, 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 you stepped into this. So it affects both of you. I thank you so much, ladies, for this conversation. Uh, I have really, really learned a lot. I had no idea that uh, asking for help involved that much. That is a responsibility on both sides. So that concludes our, our call for today. Um, I want to uh, ask Ms. Darlene if she would uh, close out and bless the table. Thank you. Gracious Father, we just thank you. We thank you because you gave us this opportunity to share the wisdom that you have blessed us with. Lord, as we leave this table, we go out into our jobs to be the light that you have designed us to be. And we thank you once again for that journey. We thank you once again for that opportunity. We thank you once again for the wisdom that you will allow us to share with others. We thank you, Lord, for all that you will do for us this day at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And thank you for joining Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We will see you on the next episode as we continue to peel back the layers on relationship resources. Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Instagram at TableTalkP5Women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again. Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Instagram at TableTalkP5Women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again.